G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Connecting faith to life. Vision. Coming up today on the story. I never broken a bone in my in my life. You know, I never had a cast or nothing on, and and for that to happen to me, you know, it's like I broke all the bones in my body and did all my internal organs all at one time. But you know, um, coming around that corner, hitting that metal guardrail, and wrapping my body around, that changed my life upside down. Having that motorcycle accident. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, yesterday we heard former bouncer Steve Beazle share his story and he mentioned meeting a young man by the name of Joel Tawita, where they both worked. Today we'll find out Joel's story and how a few years ago he was in a horrific motorcycle accident. His heart stopped twice and he had to be revived. Miraculously, he survived and has gone on to make hip-hop music for the Lord and continue his involvement in ministry. Joel Tawita is sharing his incredible journey with Eric Scadamo. Joel Tawita, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric. Glad to have you with us, and you're joining us from the studios there in Brisbane. Yes. Glad to have you on the program to tell your story. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Tell us about your childhood, some of the experiences you had that really shaped your life. Yeah, well, uh, for me, I first grew up in a, uh, a Christian home. You know, my mom and dad were um, believers of Christ and um, Pacific Islanders and, and, you know, living here in Australia. And, um, you know, they, they ended up starting a church and um, becoming pastors of a church called Ark of God in Sydney. And, um, you know, for us, that was that was the lifestyle that we were living in. And, and um, you know, things were great. And when I was uh, 11 years old, my... My parents um, broke up and uh, our church fell apart. And mm. and as a young Christian kid that was growing up in church, never really exposed to um, you know worldly music or worldly movies, uh, I was I was exposed to this big bad world that um, I wanted to try everything and and that's what I did. Uh, you know, I was hurt because of what happened with my my parents. And um, yeah, I was going to ask you that must have yeah. been really a hard adjustment and rocked your world because, you know, all you knew was being in the church. That's right. And then all of a sudden that all disappeared when your parents' marriage split up? Yeah, so that that really rocked us um, hard because um, as an 11-year-old, you know, you, you just... You just think everything's fine, you know, growing up, you know, your, your parents um, provide for you, uh, a yeah. roof over your head and everything's sweet and you got your brothers and sisters there with you and all of a sudden, um, you're being pulled into an office and, and, um, told uh, to choose between your mum and your dad. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, being the last one to pick as well was really hard to, to be in that situation yeah. and, and, um, you know, so that, that really, um, that broke my heart, you know, and it broke m- my brother and my sister's heart as well. And, and, you know, we, it's like we had to be born again into, you know, a world that was completely different than, than what happened before. And, um, you know, it took, it took a lot of time to heal, but at the same time, that also made me grow up really quick, mm-hmm. um, because of, of going out to that world and, 
and trying things like drugs and alcohol and get involved in, in gangs and, and um, doing the wrong things. And, and I guess... Um, so had you, know, you been a Christian? Had you put your faith in Jesus when you were raised in the church? Yeah, well, you know, as a as a, a pastor's kid, you, you definitely, for one, they're under a lot of pressure. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, just because you're a pastor's kid doesn't mean that you're a good kid. Uh, but for me, I knew about the works of God. I knew about going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I knew about going to music practice, going to all the prayer meetings and serving God. But I didn't know God mm. intimately. I didn't know him and have an actual relationship with him. And, you know, that, that for me was, um, was something that I didn't find until late, you know, until, you know, just a few years ago. So just because you're in a church and just because you're, you, you know, you're, you, you dressed well doesn't mean that you are well. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that you, you know, God. It sounds like you knew how to play the role. Yeah. Oh, and act it out. Right? Yeah. But and, you didn't you know, know God personally. No, not at all. So you didn't um, have that solid foundation for when your whole world got rocked that your relationship with God would continue. Is, is that a, a fair assessment? Well, we always prayed to God. So mm-hmm. that was that was always a, a, a custom to, to pray to God when when we're going through things that were were, were tough and, and going through things that were bad. But at the same time, I didn't know God. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't. I just went to him when I needed stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that he needed me or, or he wanted me to have a relationship with him. And, um, you know, I was hurt and I was a kid in this big world and, and I tried everything. You know, by, by that New Year's Eve when I was 11 years old, um, my mom had to send out my uncles to look for me in Sydney because I was out drinking and partying and doing oh, all wow. of this crazy stuff. I was stoned off my head. I, I remember it. And, um, you know, like for me, as a complete turnaround from you know being in church and and going to church every Sunday and and doing the right things and only a few months later being out there drunk and and I was with gangbangers you know I was with a gang in Sydney and wow. that's who I was getting smashed up with you know so by that time I I just I just flipped everything flipped upside down and and I went um, so far the wrong way and 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 I kept running that way you know I was trying to. Um, I just wanted approval. I think that's what yeah. I really wanted. I I wanted that love again. I wanted my family back. And, yeah. And because it wasn't there in my my actual family, I was looking for it in a family in the world. And and you know I kept on on trying to chase that down. And you know that just put me in a a, a state of of hurt and and mm. pain and, and trying to to be somebody I wasn't. And and you, you know? mentioned that you had to make a decision between your mother and your father. Is that right? Yeah, and um, that was um, it was really hard because my brother uh, went first, and he chose my mom. My sister went second. She chose my mom, and um, me being the last one, was looking at my dad, and um, and I felt sorry for him, so I went with him. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that for my brother and sister, we we were always together every single day. It was the tightest, you know. Um, I- I'm just thinking. Ever. I'm just thinking, what a terrible decision for an 11-year-old to have to make. Yeah, that was the hardest thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. was the hardest thing to do. But at the same time, that was something that really cut me deep, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> that wound um, took a lot of years to heal, a very long time to heal. So you, as you mentioned, you had a, a wound, and then 
You yeah. also mentioned your life kind of went downhill into being with gangs and, and drugs. Yeah. But eventually, fast forwarding, you met somebody named Steve Beasel at the place <laughs> where you worked. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Steve, um, before then, you know, um, just touching quickly on it, um, my life was crazy. Like, I was, I was always trying to, you know, be somebody I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was bouncing and, and um, you know, working for drug dealers on the side. And, and eventually things, like, kind of hit rock bottom. And I knew that none of those friends that were around me were my true friends. So yeah. I had to, I had to make a decision and, and, and a, a choice to, to change my life. And that's what I did. I, I ended up, um, I got a job with, um, a company called Secure Corp and, and just worked my way from bottom all the way to the top. And, um, I cut off all the, the old lifestyle, um, that I was involved in. And, mm-hmm. and, um, when I got to the top, uh, Steve, took a manager's position where he came and worked with me. And um, I remember my first day, I, I seen him and we was in the lift. And um, I seen a, a bracelet with, which had a, a cross on it. And um, Steve's not a, a small guy. He's like 6'6". Six, six and, you know, at the time it was 120 kilos. So, yeah, he was he was a big boy. And, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like seeing that, I just said to him, you know, what's that mean to you? You know, who are you? You know, and um, he, he said, you know, I'm a Christian and, you know, and I said, yeah, I know your type, you know, and, um, and, you know, I didn't like Christians. I didn't like, um, uh, is that because of your past in the church well, and all that? Well, what happened to me when I was 16, I tried to go back to church and, oh, yeah? um, yeah, when I went back to church, I was smoking, I was drinking, I was doing some bad things and, and I got condemned, um, for, for doing those things. And, and, um, I was told to hide that stuff. And then, uh, we got like, We've been evicted many times from home, and and one time we got evicted again from home, and we were kicked out onto the streets. I had nowhere to go, nothing um, to eat or anything. And um, you know, I turned to my church family and pretty much got the door slammed shut on my face. So, you know, that that put me in a state where stuff everybody in church and mm-hmm. stuff all of these Christians that you know saying they're doing good but they're not. You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, that put me in a state of hurt and, and, you know, really crushed me again. And especially trying to come back to church and having that happen. And then when I seen Steve, I, I said the same thing to him, you know, like, okay, you're Christian. I understand that. I believe there is a God, but you keep your stuff to yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, he said to me one thing that just planted a seed so deep. And he said it wasn't about religion or, you know, the list of do's and don'ts or, or having rules and regulations, but it was about having a relationship with God. And that was the thing that made me think in my head, hmm. I've never, ever had a relationship with God. Now, when I talked to Steve recently on the phone, he said that when he worked there and he met you, God yeah. told him, that's the reason why I'm here. Yeah. He told me that on the first day, that same not long the first after, day. Wow. Yeah. Not long after uh, speaking about that, we walked up to a loading dock, and that's where he said, well, maybe, you know, um, this is it. This is God bringing us together. How did that make you feel? Um, in my head, I was thinking, like, yeah, this guy's loopy, you know. But, <laughs> but um, you know, like, I didn't fight back. I just, you know, kind of went, okay. <laughs> you know, but um, I think, yeah, that... 
going back in time, going back to that, that moment was, um, you know, you can see God's hand upon my life. You can see how he sent a soldier on a mission to come and get me. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm so grateful to God for what he's doing, for, for never giving up for me, even when I gave up on him and myself and every other Christian. You know, he never gave up on me and he pursued that relationship with me. You're listening to The Story. Today, hip-hop singer and youth ministry worker Joel Tawita is sharing his incredible journey. We've just heard how he met his Christian friend Steve Beazle, who shared his story on yesterday's program. Next, we'll hear how Joel survived a horrific motorcycle accident and had a vision of Jesus after his heart stopped. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with hip-hop singer and youth ministry worker Joel Tawita sharing his incredible journey. Before the break, we heard how Joel met his Christian friend Steve Beazle at the place they both worked. Next, we'll find out how he eventually became involved in a thriving youth ministry with Steve and about his life-changing motorcycle accident. Yeah, well, Stevie told me that he was running a, a youth ministry and, um, you know, I basically said all, all the best to you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll he, mess he, with that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I, I did say that. And, and after... You know, for about, I don't know, maybe four or five months, Stevie, um, you, you know, of, of consistently asking me to come to, to the youth group and just check it out. Um, I bit the bullet and, and went down and, and, um, I just said, well, you know, if this thing is real, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. You know, if, if this is meant to be, then, then, you know, I want this to be the time where I feel something different. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, after the service, you know, you get the altar call and, that was the time where I, you know, basically said, you know, if you are real God, if this is where you want me or whatever, then just, just show me something different, you mm-hmm. know, cause I was over churches and stuff. And I went up to the front and, um, Pastor Warren Smith just rocked up and just, he, he laid his hands on my, on my belly and I just felt this warmth. Like I felt it was like, God's arms wrapping, you know, around me and, and just having everything that was on me that was weighing me down lift off me in mm. that moment. And, um, that, that was the, the life changing part. I just wanted more. And, um, you know, I, I just committed my, my life to God then and there. And I said, whatever you want, just, just have your way. And, and I wasn't going to be afraid. I wasn't going to be holding back no more. I wasn't going to, you know, fear men or, or, try to live up to someone's approval or anything like that. I just jumped in and um that's what what happened from there on in and I just kept on wanting more. So I kept on coming back. And then how much time passed from the time you came back to the Lord and became involved in ministry? How much time passed between that and then your motorcycle accident? Two years. So oh, okay. That was two thousand twelve. Um I came back and and um two years after um you know, we're doing incredible things, going into schools, and I was rapping, and uh, you know, going all over the place. And then 
yeah, had the had the motorcycle accident on the way home after youth, and yeah, that changed my life. Okay, and typically when you tell your story, you say that you died twice. Yeah. So um, uh, not I everybody died. can say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to me, you know, like I never broken a bone in my in my life. You know, I never had a cast or nothing on, and and. For that to happen to me, you know, it's like I broke all the bones in my body and did all my internal organs all at one time. But, you know, that 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 changed my life massively because coming around that corner, hitting that metal guardrail and wrapping my body around, that was um was a turning point for me in my life in the way of living free and, and knowing the importance of, of life and knowing how precious it is and, and how short it is as well. And you had a, a vision of Jesus when you were out? Yeah. Yeah, so when I, when I, on impact, I blacked out. Uh, shortly after I came back through, uh, what happened was I seen it, I looked up and seen everything spinning. I felt like really uh, sharp pains in my chest and I knew something was, you know, really wrong. And, and, mm. um, I tried to lift myself up. Uh, I somewhat straightened my body, uh, from out underneath the, um, metal guardrail and I tried to do a push up. And when I went to do the push up, my left arm gave way and I, and I fell. And uh, when I looked at my left arm, it was wrapped around the wrong way. Oh. And um, I couldn't move my legs at all. And I didn't have any feeling down there. And um, I remember um, just screaming at the God and, um, you know, asking him to forgive me. And, and then I said the Lord's Prayer. Uh, after saying the Lord's Prayer, I spoke in tongues. But I said to God, you know, if this is my time, then then let it be. Let's go home, you know. Uh, I've got nothing left to, to live for, then, then take me away. And things just went dark. And at that moment, I, I believe that's when I flatlined. Mm-hmm. I remember having a, another part where uh, I woke up and I didn't like open my eyes, but I woke up and, and I, I, I was hearing the, the surgeons or doctors around me doing compressions and, and counting. And, um, so hearing them bring me back to life as well. And then transporting me into the hospital. Um, I don't remember anything after that. But, um, what happened was, I, I was like, I was, uh, I was, it was, it was an out of body of, uh, experience. I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever heard of that before, yep, but, yep. um, you know, I was basically laying in my hospital bed and, um, were you looking down at yourself? Yeah, I was. I was lifted up out of my body mm-hmm. and I was looking down at myself. But when I was looking down at myself, I could see myself in the hospital. Uh, bed and I could see myself like with a, a white sheet on and then I seen a godly figure on the side of my bed and what he was doing was it was putting something deep down in my heart and I knew that inside and he basically said to me that you know you know when you know when you know when you know that what it is um you know but just not yet and and I didn't know what, what it was at that time and the other encounter that I had was um Seeing Jesus at the, the at the foot of my bed, and he wasn't like uh, praying for me or anything. Like that. He was just sitting there, you know. And to me, I, I take that as him just, you know, comforting me and mm-hmm. and being there with me, you know, and and waiting for me to the, the, the wake up. But um, later on down the track, I realized because I I didn't know what happened to me. I didn't know my injuries, and um, I think it was about six months after being uh, released from hospital. I was in um, a school, and and deep down inside me, that feeling came up of when I was back in hospital, and what that was 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 God showing me what it was, and um, 
And I believe he gave me a new heart, a brand new heart for his people, brand new heart to go out into schools, to go out into the highways, the byways, and share his love and share his testimony with his people out there, knowing that, you know, God is so real and the afterlife is real. And, you know, he wants to have a relationship with us, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, yep. that's what I believe he did. And, um, you know, for my injuries, I actually broke both legs. Um, I broke my left arm. I crushed my diaphragm and pushed all my internal organs into my chest. And then I tore my aorta from my heart. So, wow. you know, um, a, a torn aorta, you know, if, if you don't know, it's your blood, main blood vessel, vessel that runs through your body. And once that's pretty much torn, you, you're out. You know, that's, you don't get to, to live and tell the story about how you yeah, survive. Game you know, over, huh? Yeah, that is game over. So, but I didn't know anything about like, um, hospitals. I, you know, I, I dropped out of school when I was 12 years old. I didn't know nothing about the human body. Like, you know, like I didn't know. I bet know. you know about it now. I totally do. You know, <laughs> after 30 surgeries and, yeah. uh, well, over 30 surgeries and, you know, you, you learn the, the ways of hospitals and, and also the procedures, you know, and, and, and what you, what you got to do and what you got to go through and how you got to recover. So, um, yeah, the things, things have really taught me a lot. Yeah, not only in hospital, but in life itself as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time, but we want you to share what God has put on your heart as far as ministry. And if you could give us one of your raps, your hip hop <laughs> raps for us. Yeah. No, that's cool. So basically, um, since coming out, we, we haven't wasted a minute of, um, time, you know, coming out of the hospital. We've, we've gone into schools, uh, gone into prisons. We go into, you know, everywhere and anywhere we can go and share God's light there. And, um, you know, I'm actually part of a, a, a ministry called Crosswords. And, um, mm-hmm. it's basically where faith meets hip hop. And, um, we run the, the, uh, church in the youth detention center every single month. Um, but it's also kind of like a power ministry to a church. So we go out, we catch them, um, but then we connect with the local youth pastors and, and get those kids or, or people involved with the local churches. So we're, we're just out there fishing, uh, bringing them back. And then, you know, uh, but I'm still serving at our local church in Canada Church, Logan. And where yeah, Steve so, Beasel, who we mentioned earlier, he's the pastor there now. Yeah. Yeah. He's the senior pastor. Um, at the Logan campus and, um, you know, we just, we just do community together. You know, we do church, we do family together and, um, it's, it's about loving and, and accepting people and letting God change them. You know, we know that when we change, we try to change people, we, we do it from the outside in, but when God does it, he does it from the heart and then he does it from the inside out, you know. That's and, right. That's right. And, um, you got to be understanding of people's situations and, but at the same time, you just got to love people and let God change them. That's know? right. And um, we do a bit of rap. We do a bit of whatever, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> we've got artists there. we got graffiti And, and your wife here. sings with you? Yeah, she sings. She's a, she writes her own songs. And um, she just loves God, loves Jesus with such a deep love. And, um, you know, he just works through her every single day. And, and um, you know, I'm so blessed. We got married two years ago. And, and we're expecting our first child in, in another nine weeks. So Wow, congratulations. You know, yeah, this is a, a big, big step for me. But um, you know, like like we said at the beginning, you know, God's always got a plan and purpose for every single one of That's us. That's right. So you got so a rap for us? Yeah, man. So um I, I, we do a bit of uh, slam poetry as well, so it's kinda like rap slam poetry, but there's a little something like this. 
I came from the ghetto to be living my dream. I'm coming up from the underground, expressing my scene. It's like hard lives we live, people giving up kids, broken homes appears, breaking down, have no fear. The key to success in this life is a passion, dream and a vision. Just never giving, painting the picture with the lyrics that I'm spitting. Ain't an easy world that we're living. It's written to the north, south, east, west. Live in the mess, keep your head up, never hopeless. Pray to God and hope the best, even when the road seems out of focus. Focus. Stand your ground, never frown, even when you're feeling down. Thank see you it. very much. Amen. <laughs> Praise God, man. You know, and, and see, that's the thing. We, we all got gifts. God's given us a gift, and and I really believe that you know um, you can use that gift, you know, for God's kingdom. Joel Tuita, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me on the show, Eric. It's been a blessing. Thank you very much. God bless. Well, once again, another story of a life miraculously changed. As we heard, Joel Tawita had been on quite a spiritual journey, first being raised in the church, then being devastated by his parents' divorce, then turning back to God after he was invited to check out a youth ministry, and then getting even closer to God after nearly dying in a motorcycle accident. Incredible. You know, Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost. And that's certainly clear in Joel's story. Jesus never stopped pursuing him, never gave up on him. His heart is to rescue the lost sheep no matter how far they've strayed. The good news is that Joel is going forward full steam ahead in music and youth ministry, and we praise the Lord for that. Well, if you'd like to learn more about Joel Tawita and the whole Christian hip-hop music scene, the website is crosswords.com, spelt uniquely K-R-O-S-S-W-E-R-D-Z. That's crosswords.com. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. In my teenage years, when things were tough, I was getting picked on at school and I was quite an angry girl. I just kind of thought, my life sucks. You know, if, if God's real, how could any of this stuff have happened to me? And um, it was sort of when I got sick. I mentioned that I only had my eyes out recently. Uh, I listened to a lot of sermons and read a lot of the scriptures during that time. And I thought, I really want to learn more about this. Karen Black was born blind and rebelled against God in her teenage years. But she says now her spiritual eyes have been opened and that she can see but just in a different way. We'll hear her story and some of the challenges she faces in everyday life next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.